and welcome to the first episode of 2023 MSW Podcast. That is, can't believe we're in another year. This is the fourth year that we've been doing this, right? Because I started 2019, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, uh, right? Yeah. Yes, the, the show's anniversary is March 20th, if I'm not mistaken. So we're approaching the fourth anniversary. Uh, yeah, March 20th oh, is that's crazy. 2019. Fourth year. Oh, by the way, my name is Brendan. Uh, yeah, and uh, my name's Commander Wolf. <laughs> I didn't have any other special things to add to the intro because there's so little content right now. But um, this is exciting to be breaking into a fourth year of doing this show. I, again, I don't know what to make of it. It's just what's happening. I'm I'm excited to be doing it. Um, again, all, all continued growth here is going to depend on Jell's continued growth, of which there's been none in about two years. I'm just saying. But um, we're excited to keep going. We love talking about it. So I think yeah, we indeed. want to focus this show today on preparing for this new year. Because there's going to be... It's like a clean slate every year, basically. We have a whole new set of tournaments that are going to be coming this year. A whole new set of expectations for certain teams because of this past year. And so this is the chance to talk about it and prepare ourselves for what we want to see this year. Um and what we hope JMR can accomplish in this year. Because honestly, 2022 was great, but not much was accomplished as far as building the, you know, the world of Marvel Sports out from where it was before. So I think this is the time to address some of those more high-level thoughts and um, and see where we want to go here. Hmm. That being said... I hope your Christmas breaks were all good, New Year's breaks and everything. I think a lot of us are back at school or work now or whatever it is. Um, so this is, uh, uh, how was my break? My break was good. I went snowboarding for the first time. Um, what was this, like last weekend? Last weekend, my friends took me snowboarding the first time. I'd never done it, of course. So I was, it was, <laughs> I was just going out there and doing my best. But it was, it was hard. It was really hard. Like, I, for the first two hours, three hours, like three full hours, I would just get up on the board, like, because your feet are locked in to the board. So both feet are locked into the same board. You somehow figure out how to stand yourself up, and then it would immediately fall every single time. Just immediate, like, stand up, fall, stand up, fall, stand up, fall every time. And I was, uh, I was like, this is impossible. But for some reason, after like a few hours, I started to get it, and then I was actually able to, like, go down hills and stuff but um and like keep balance on the board and i surprised myself because it's a very subtle movement to keep yourself kind of balanced you have to just you're moving your heels and your toes like up and down a tiny bit and if you do it too much you just like dig the board in and you flip over and uh break your body or whatever um but falling (laughs) is often and it's so hard to get used to the balance and I was a little scared, I'll say, because I thought I was going to, like, break a wrist or something trying to break my falls. Because you're not supposed to break the falls with the wrist, but it was, like, so freaking hard not to break my falls with my wrist. Because that's what you're, like, everyone puts right. their hands out. So, but it was a crazy experience. And I started out on the little bunny hill, just going down, like, just feeling it. Um, but then we moved to bigger hills, and, and then I just started getting it. And by the end of the day, I was able to go from the top of the mountain down. You know, I'd, I'd fall and stuff, but not like enough where I could actually make it down the whole mountain, which was really cool. Um, 
Because I like in day, day one, do that. Apparently, that was really good, according to my friends. So I was really oh, wow. happy I learned quite quickly. Um, but I mean, it's something I'd actually want to do again, even though it hurts so much. Like I was sore for like five, <laughs> five days after, like really sore. And like my whole body was in pain, like everywhere. But um, it was a ton of fun. It was really a ton of fun, man. I, I went... I went uh, faster down the hill than the snowballs did in the Halfern race. You know, I mean, they did they win that. <laughs> they didn't win that. Who won that? No, they did not. Who won that? Resi. Oh yes, I remember being like, yes. I literally just watched this, and I was like, yes, the Raspberry Racers won because <laughs> I, I liked them. I voted on them for this year, um, and they had a nice little pass at the end. They were hung up for a second, and the Mini Maniacs made a mistake right before the end, so they won that. But uh, yeah, like I was. Uh, getting some speed and then that's why like i would fall by the end of the day i was able to keep balance but i'd get panicked when i went went too fast and so i'd fall because i I can't handle going that fast like i because i don't know i'm not confident enough yet on how to control my movement that going fast just scared me a lot Hmm. and i had to just kind of fall over and be like all right just try to go slower (laughs) (laughs) but um that's my break. That's my recent life. I'm back in school. Blah blah blah. Waff, what about you? Before we marbles. Uh, let's see here. Anything big that happened? Uh, I started playing the the Great Ace Attorney game, which uh, hmm. it's, it's been like a lot of fun. Play. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Like the game like came out in like 2015 in Japan, but it never got or yeah, tw- but it never got localized until like 2021. Finally. So, like, I've been waiting for it for a long time, and I've been enjoying it. I think I'm actually going to make a, a video about it once I'm done playing. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Sorry. Still just waking up, but, dude, that's great. No worries. Um, I've been also doing a lot of gaming, you know, streaming. Um, well, I've been actually going for my, my most difficult undertaking in gaming ever in my lifetime, and it's like, um, it's like, uh, what is it? I think it's the sixth hardest level in the game, and just to do, like, the last third of the level... I've already spent about 70,000 attempts and haven't done it once. Like, it's, uh, like, the last third, and that's, like, 20 seconds of gameplay or less. And I, mm. I've just been... I sat there for now 31 streams. 31, like, sessions of two, three hours. And I've grinded, grinded, grinded. I have not yet done it one single time. And you have to be able mm. to do that often to be able to beat the entire level. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I can't even imagine ever getting there. But uh, that's that's gaming. But uh, all that said, let's not waste any more time. Let's head to the news. And when we're back, we're going to cover some emails. We're going to talk about the Christmas race. We're going to talk about Showdown and what that means. And we're going to talk about what's coming this year and what we want to see in Marbles and Jills and Marbles' runs. So without further ado, let's go to the news. Hello, Marble Sports fans! I'm Commander Wolf, here with the Marble Sports Worldwide News. We got a little bit to cover, so let's get right to it. First up, we have the Christmas Marble Race at Hailfern Village. This wonderful wintry race featured every team from the Marble League racing through the Hailfern Village. And by the end, Rezzy from the Raspberry Racers came in first, followed by Minty Flay from the Minty Maniacs in second, and Cerulean from the Cobalts in third. Moving away from JMR, we have the Adventure Marble League, First up, we have the Fall Series Marbula 1 Championship. 
As the name suggests, this is a lap-style marble race. And by the end, Lemon Cloud came in third, Iceberg came in second, and Jade came in first. Then we have the Fall Series Uphill Challenge, which ended with Spearmint in third, Galaxy in second, and Steel in first. Next, we have Event 13 of the Team Quadrilla Marble League Season 3 Triathlon. Racing down wooden tracks, hexagons, and even through water, this event ended with Dahlia in third, Poison in second, and Gloom in first. And finally, we have the finale of the JBL Cup Season 2, with Event 20, Lap Race. The event itself ended with Bois taking third, Whirligig taking second, and Cross taking first. However, in the overall standings, the Knights of Night took home the bronze, Team Blood took the silver, and the JBL Cup Season 2 champions taking home the gold are the Whitecaps. Congratulations to these wonderful teams, and best of luck in the next season. Well, that's all for the news. Thank you for listening. I'm Commander Wolf. You are the best fans in the world. Let's kick it on back with the podcast. We are back from the news, and let me remind you that you, listening to the show right now, yes, you can email into this show so that we can talk about the words that you're thinking and writing with mswpodcast at gmail.com. I highly recommend emailing in. If you're literally listening to this right now and you have any thoughts whatsoever about marbles or anything else and you're not emailing in, then that's a, that's a mistake. That's a big <laughs> mistake. You should be emailing in so we can talk to you guys and interact with the people who continue to listen to this show. So, Indeed. Um, I'd recommend emailing in. Did I, did, I make, did I make that clear? Do I need to do like a whole like thing, like a ricochet thing? Waff, you know? Oh, like, that's you that's a throwback. We haven't done that in a yeah, while. But do, do you understand it? Do you understand it? The, oh, the, the name of the commentator is Rick O'Shea, as in the first name is Rick, and Rick is a normal name that is used often in the context of, like, like normal people's names. Like, uh, if you said, give me a guy's name, someone might say Rick. That's a very normal name, short for Richard or something, right? That's a normal name. And his last name is O'Shea. That sounds kind of Irish. It works, right? And I think O'Shea is probably an Irish name. <laughs> So it's fine. It's a totally normal name. But when you put it all together, it sounds like ricochet, which is what marbles do when they're moving. They ricochet off shit, you know, like in the winter race. They ricochet off all the Plinko things because we had to make the winter race a Plinko board, basically. We'll get into that. Ricochet, Rick O'Shea. Do we get, do we get it? MSWpodcast I, I at gmail.com. Yeah. Y'all can email in. I would do that. If you're not doing it, I just don't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's up, Waff? Let's do some emails. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can email in, by the way. <laughs> MSWpodcast.gmail.com. Okay, so here we go. We have one from Richard. I think this is a follow-up. This was a follow-up to the last one. Yes. He said, calculating all-time Marble League average. I will give you a couple of examples. ML Marble League, MO Marble and WG Winter Games. He's giving us like a code here. ML 16 for... What is he... First, second, then you add up the places. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, so he's saying this ML 16 first, ML 17 second, WG, so Winter Games second, ML 19 fifth, at Marbula 1, 1 first, Marbula, uh, Marble League 20 first. So he's just giving places. He says you just take the places of all the things that a team has ever done. So all the Marble Leagues, all the Marbula 1s. 
Then you add up the placements. So for this example, it would be 1, 2, 2, 5, 1, 1, 2, 7, 12, 4, 12. And then you get 49, say. Divide that by 11 contestants they competed in. He, mean, he means contests, I'm pretty sure. Oh, 11 contests they competed in, 4.54, Oceanics. So the average is basically, the. he's telling us how he calculated the all-time marble sports average for a team. You take all the placements, you add them up, you um, you take the average, basically, of all the places. Yeah. Okay. Um... Oh, and then you divide if they don't compete in an event like you don't add like you do if they miss the Marbula one or something you only divide by nine or whatever. So okay, if a team competes in the showdown, the ranking for the season are sixteen plus showdown rankings. Example: Oceanic finished eleven in the showdown twenty twenty one, which gave them twenty seventh score for that year. Um, okay. I don't agree that showdown should be added into that. I it's hard for me Even to with that massive handicap of adding sixteen to it. What do you mean? Well, so like if in showdown, like for instance, Oceanics were in twenty twenty one showdown, and so they they finished in eleventh in showdown, but they added on sixteen for the sixteen other contestants in main marble league on top of that number. So they they got a twenty seven added into their average, so their their placement would be a lot lower. Without showdown, uh, no, no a lot lower. I think with show. I mean, it, it could be higher with it, but like. The it, it doesn't it's not like it's added they're not adding in eleven they're adding in twenty seven for the average. Uh, I don't know my 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 general opinion is that the point of showdown is that you want to be in Marble League but you didn't get there and so you're going through a basically a process a legal process <laughs> to get back into Marble League. You're only in showdown for Marble League aspirations for nothing more. And so to count that as a placement, because like, like, think about it like this. You could, in theory, have a higher average if you get first place in showdown every single year but never make it to Marble League than a team who just does bad in Marble League every year but always makes it. Do you know well, what I mean? No, because like, like, like their their average. So the, the highest that the 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 Oceanics get in, in showdown, for instance, would be seventeen. Whereas the the worst a person can get in Marble League is sixteen. Oh so no! Oh wait, so they don't give they don't count you as like first place in in Marble. No, in like that's what I've been saying. Like like they get they oh, take the place of that. showdown and then add sixteen on top. Oh, of that. that's what you're trying to say. Okay, I, I was confused. Yes. Okay, then that's probably fine. Actually, I actually don't mind that then. But thanks, Richard, for that email. This other guy wrote in. This other guy, this is from It's Apple XL101. Awesome. Thanks for writing in. We appreciate it. We got some graphs to look at. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and pull this email up on the Google Chrome because we actually have some some interesting graphs here. Yes, yeah, so Apple was here live last episode and they were talking about like, uh, I think you mentioned like how you wanted someone to add together like the total points of like all like Marble League and contests and what. And so like, he kind of came together and made some graphs for us. He said, hey there, I've made a graph of the overall points in all of the main Marble League tournaments from 2016 to 2022. The first two images are the point count before Marble League 2022, and the final two are point count after Marble League 2022. They're in horizontal and vertical format, so you can see it from both angles. Wow, appreciate it. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Maybe sometimes later I'll do a graph including the qualifiers. Sorry, I don't know why I had to do that. Showdown and all the side event of uh, Marble League points. After... Uh, San Marble Rally season sixth sixth finishes. I will send in a graph of the overall points as well from seasons one to season sixth. Your podcasts are awesome. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, 
<laughs> your podcast are awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, can you remind me of what I asked for again? Like, I don't understand. Uh, like, I think you wanted to see a statistic for, like, overall placements, total points over all competitions and stuff like that, basically. Like, like, like an overall statistic for everything. Oh, I wanted to see first two are images are the point count before ML22 and final two are after. So I wanted to see how ML22 had an effect on this year because of the, the skewed um, finishes, right? I wanted to see, okay, ML22 was weird, right? How did teams mm-hmm. overall look before ML2022? How did they look afterwards? Now, I know I, I think I also asked how did teams look before ML2021 and after because that was really start of the fulcrum point or whatever I called it. But um, I think this is fine, too. This is good. So if you're not looking at the Chrome, that's I, I recommend you look at the Chrome because I'm going to pull up graphs. And you can't see graphs when you're just listening to a recording. It's just impossible. <laughs> um, so we're going to go ahead. Can I open this link in new tab? Stop. Wait. Open link in new tab. There we go. Nope. It just it just made a whole new. Yeah. I need it. I need it in Chrome. Stop. Um. Oh my word! <laughs> this is hard, Waff. How do I open this in like a new Chrome tab? Oh, that works. That no, but I want to show two things next to each other. Oh well, like, you you have to probably download it. And eh, whatever, whatever. Way. So we'll just look at this. This is event sixteen to twenty twenty one. Okay, <clears throat> we're trying to get a sense here. I think okay. Let's let's compare a few specific teams. Let's look at Savage Beaters. Savage Beaters major lead eight seventeen to seven seventy six over the uh seven sixty six over the O Rangers, uh before and then after twenty twenty two, nine eighty five to nine thirty one. So the gap has closed a little bit. No, wait, is it closed? Or is it opened? Hmm. Nine eighty five to thirty one. So that's um forty nine. Back here it was. No, it's it's uh it's closed. It's closed. <clears throat> So the yeah. Orangers are slightly closer, but still not a big difference. Let's look before. Let's look at the Pinkies. Pinkies at this point currently, two, uh, and I think 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 16th place the Pinkies are um, with 288 points going into 2022. They are now, and this is great, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Now they're 14th with 483. Not even that far. Only a few points, by the way, from the Mini Maniacs, Chocolatiers, Team Momo, um, and even the Thunderbolts. So the Pinkies uh, jumped up two places just because of one Marble League event. And and you might mm-hmm. say, like, you might say something along the lines of, well, that's not that much, right? It's just one, it's just two places advancement. But when you're talking the overall forever status from every Marble League, if you can jump two places in, um, in one, from one Marble League, that's a pretty good spread, I'd say. Because, you know, it's really hard mm-hmm. to even jump one. I mean, think about how much the Rangers have to do to, to just even catch up to the Savage Beaters. And they're they'd not be able to do it easily in one marble league, so yeah, I have to you say, know what's cr- yeah, go ahead. I was, it was crazy. Is like the Cobalts, like they they've only managed to make twenty or twenty points over like their entire <laughs> career, <They suck. laughs> which is like that's that's insane to think about. I don't you understand. Know? I don't understand how a team that's like, and then I don't know how how we sing their praises. Then why are we why are we so excited about the Cobalts? 
when because they did aside from this year they did good they in did showdown good one i mean but showdown doesn't matter when you look at a graph like this, I think it's very clear that we need to stop playing Showdown up so much. Everyone comes in here in the chat and they're like, oh my god, Showdown. Yes, I know it's a little easier, but we, these are Marble League teams. We, I mean, I mean, it's really impressive to get first place in Showdown. No, it's not. It's 17th in Marble League. But it's 17th in the world. Yeah, but like, what's the world right now? There's 32 teams. Uh well, uh, that made it to the competition, but yeah, those 32 but, only made, made it out of all the millions of other teams that exist in the Marvel world. But everything's relative, Waff, and we're, and we're talking, we're sitting here and we're trying to sing the pra praises of the Savage Feeders. We can't do the same with the Kobolds just because they got first in showdown. Oh, sure, sure, sure. We, relative, relative, okay? When we have Marble League, we don't need to love on showdown. I like showdown for its purpose. I do not like when people say, oh, wow, the Cobalts are the new best team because they got first in showdown. I don't like it. I think it's just irresponsible. And you see how <laughs> wrong or just inconsistent that kind of thought process is because they just did terrible this year in showdown. They didn't even look like they knew how to compete in any of the events. Like, I, they really didn't do well. So, I mean, I don't... I tend to not get worked up over the cobalt <laughs> i just don't <laughs> um what else do we got here let's look here arrangers again they caught up a little bit to the speeders they created more gap with the raspberry racers i mean i mean really really they did raspberry racers jumped like the whole hundred points and they're still just well behind the arrangers right now but they are in third now they they, they overtook the Meliella. and like yeah. again raspberry racers don't have nearly as many uh years as the other ones like they i think there's like they only joined in 2018 or 19 mm. So like they so there's like uh two to three years of non competition that does not, not add to their points and yet they're in they're the third highest team in terms of total point accumulation. Yeah, and that I think that's impressive, and I think that we here here's something to think about. Often when we assess, because we'll sit down here. And talk about teams and how teams want to do and what kind of teams, um, what teams are thinking, saying, like, going into a year of Marvel Sports. And, and we think, we always say, like, oh, a team wants to get a gold medal. A team wants to win a tournament. A team wants to, um, uh, you know, podium or whatever whatever it is. Just very simple, short-term um, tournament-based goals, which they, which they do. Every team wants to podium, medal, tournament, blah, blah, blah. But I think we forget sometimes that in the in the world of marble sports, this graph right here, and actually really this graph with the totals, this graph right here is in probably of equal, if not more importance, to a marble sports team. Hmm. Do you think the Cobalts are happy with two showdown wins but 20 points? I'm sure they're the, not. They're below the Quicksilvers. That team doesn't exist anymore. The Quicksilver's only competed once, if I'm not mistaken, right? The, you will never see a Quicksilver marble again, or at least not in the foreseeable future. And that te that team is is basically dead. That team has probably done like honestly the practice marbles that they use to demonstrate each event, each event at the beginning of each set. Now, it do probably have more points than the Quicksilvers. And the Cobalt's uh, not even a third of, like, barely a third of that. I will say, so, I, Tim Ritz at one point actually made uh, logos for the Golden Orbs and the Quicksilvers. I guess just because they were the only two teams that didn't have official Tim Ritz logos. But, like, that could also be an indicator that maybe someday they'll bring them back. I don't, I think that, 
I think that they could come back, but not for a few years. My point is that the Cobalts have 20 points. Look at this. They have 985, the Savage Speeders. I think to ever see the Cobalts, the to ever, in the history of Marble Sports, to ever see the Cobalts in the top three would be the most unbelievable thing I can imagine. But I think teams care about this graph. I think teams look year to year and care about this graph. I think the Savage Speeders, even if they have a tough year here and there, or the Rangers who have been not uh, super stellar lately, they get to look at this graph and be like, yeah, we don't have to be super upset. We don't have to be super angry about it. If I can say I am top two overall Marble League performers uh, ever and of all time, then I don't have to really worry about every single individual performance. And do I think they don't? No, they do. But like they, they have this graph. And that's how we remind ourselves that the Savage Beaters are the best team in Marble Sports. By far. Because you throw Marbula 1 in there and the Orangers really don't look that good. I don't know. But I know Agreed, the Speeders yeah. haven't been great with that lately either. So they'd have a little tail off in Season 3. But I think that any movement on this graph is important. I don't know necessarily in roleplay what... Like, you know, there's so many different ways to represent overall information. You could represent average placement. You could represent total points. You can do it with Marbula 1. You can do it without Marbula 1. You can add in the Winter Marble games. You can add in Marble Maniacs. You can add in the Amazing Marble Race. You can take away the Hubelino Amazing Marble. You can do so many things. But this is a very simple, right here, we have a very simple representation. We have just Marble League. Right? Just Marble League. There's no playing around here. It is just the it is just the representation of only Marble League. Only there's nothing else added. There's not even a little amazing Marble race. You know, it is just Marble League. This graph exists in the roleplay. If any overall graph exists in the roleplay universe, this one does because this one started years before any of the other competitions. Sand Marble Rally doesn't affect this team, so we can't use that. So this is this graph is extremely important. Apple ban. Uh, what's his name? It's Apple. Keep making make these yearly because this these are very important um, for us to be updated on. So when the Raspberry Racers are now in third place overall, they're really happy about that, even though they didn't win this year. Mm -hmm. The Cobalts not budging and having twenty points and can't even get over a team that doesn't exist. I mean, they're not happy about that. L let's look at a few other teams that might be interesting. Balls of Chaos, Balls of Chaos, who yes. are I believe here in fourteenth. Uh, before 20 now they've dropped they dropped to 15 they are seven they dropped three places yeah i can guarantee you the balls of chaos are more upset about this three place drop than they are about losing this uh like doing, getting last place in this individual marble league i can mm -hmm. i can guarantee it the balls of chaos do not want to be next to the limers on the board <clears throat> yeah it's pretty much like the gliding glaciers and bumblebees teams that have a lot less experience are are about to overtake the limers yeah, I'm counting here. Gliding Glaciers. Gliding Glaciers bumped up how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Two places. They bumped up two places. They're almost in front of the Limers. The Gliding Glaciers like just started, and um, that's a team that's interesting. I th see. I think one of the toughest parts about a graph like this is, of course, we don't we're not weighted to how many years a team mm -hmm. has actually been in. I think there's validity to this graph because it's respect for the like. It's just a simple numerical addition it's a respect for teams who've been here longer what does it mean because like you give credit in this way to teams who've been here longer 
Because to be here longer, you have to, first of all, make it every year. You have to get points every year. The Cobalt have mm-hmm. been here forever, and they have 20 points. So the, it's not it's not unfair to have a graph like this because um, you have to make it every year. You have to do well in qualifiers after, every year. You have to actually put points on the board in the real competition every year. Um, mm-hmm. You also have to exist every year. <laughs> you know, you have to be around. You ha- and then you have to have been good enough to be at, have been good enough to make a dent. Um, n- not like make a dent, but like be in the 2016. To be good enough to have been invited to that in the role play world. So you, we have to give props to that. These kinds of graphs... It, it, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, like, if you want to go even further, like, technically speaking, they're not the worst because like, the Team Plasma and the Golden Orbs did compete in qualifiers and never made it. So they have zero points. Well, yeah, but like, again, like... They don't even get to be on this graph then. Yeah. And I'm guarantee you... Solar you Flares bring... have zero too. <laughs> oh, the Solar Flares do have zero. Wait, and the Turtles... Turtle Sliders, where are they? They have I zero. guess they also have zero. They haven't made it, have they? Yeah, no. they, they have zero too. Uh, but like, when you think about zeros, like, don't you really put zeros off the board? Don't you really say, well, zeros don't even like... They're, they're basically not even teams yet? It depends on who makes the graph, really. Yeah. But I think the this graph should be accompanied by a weighted graph that somehow weights it so it understands, like, year by year who's the best. Like, the best average score in a single year. So it gives, like, I don't know. Ooh, Apple makes a good point. Or they, like, they didn't use the... They didn't actually scale 2016's point scale to be more modern, so... I don't think you should. They, you don't think you should? Uh, why? Why do that? Because, uh... Maybe you should. Like, having, I think having both versions is always interesting to see. I think that for the o- the official version that in roleplay marbles will be looking at, you'd want to scale 2016 um, because you want it to be absolutely fair. One, mm. I think that the other way that this needs to be done is not a who's had the best single season average, but the calculation of each, like the two, because we want to give credence to teams who have just joined. We want to say, take your best three years. Each team, take your best three years. The most points you have scored in three different years. And it's always the best three years. So even as more years are added, you're just taking the best three. Right? Those go on the top. Mm-hmm. Th- those take over. Th- those are on the graph. Why? Because then it Because that gives recognition to newer teams. Because it says, okay... Um, well, I mean, still to really new teams, it's not useful yet. Cause you have to be in the marble league at least three years, but I think that's fair to get like the three years worth of points, but it says, okay, your best three years are reflected on this graph. So the savage hmm. beaters do have an easy chance of been taking down. If you can just have three good years. Now the savage beaters are still at the top of that graph too, cause they've won two marble leagues, but whatever, you know, and they got second in the other one. So they would really still overtake that graph, but at least it would, like, you could, as a Gliding Glaciers team, you could bring yourself pretty close to the top if you had two, three good years. And I think mm. that, like, if I were in role play, I think there could be other, like, individual graphs that would be nice. But as far as the overall marbly graphs, you'd want the overall total points forever, and you'd want the best three years graph that just updates with the best three years every year of a team. That would be my mm. thought. That's interesting, although, like, it, that does completely ignore also when they manage to really fall off, you know? Like, that, that is an indicator of their current level of skill. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Or the last three years, maybe? 
instead of the best three years, hmm. the last three that, years. Uh, that, that one, I like that. The last three years, because that's usually the most in, indicative of a team's current Good standing, word, I would say. I like that. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like then we're, because that's just a current thing. So, like, people can, teams can see how am I doing lately and how have I done forever. So, you build a legacy and then you build an understanding of your current performance. Savage Ooh, Peters maybe, I, I'm, may I'm not be like, number th- one in the top last three years. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm taking some, a little bit of an idea from Akinon's um, messages here. But, like, well, also, you could, like, weight uh, each year. So, like, the most recent year holds most the most weight in the average. And then the each like the pat then year two has a little bit less and then year three has a little bit less to indicate like how you know more recent performances usually are an indication of a team's current standing and skill. I tend to lean away with that. I don't actually I don't actually like that. Um, you don't like that? Believe it or not, you might think that I'd like that, right? You might think that like that would make sense. But I, I honestly I, did actually. I would not like that at all because and I always surprise you, Waff. Sometimes Waff will give an idea that he's like, I know Marvel's gonna like this, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like, I don't like it for this reason. <clears throat> I think that for a good overall graph, you need to be as simple and fair as possible to every time points are accumulated. Which is which is in the first place why I like a full overall graph. Even though you'd think it's unfair, unfair it's basically unfair to the speeders and the glaciers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's fair to the... It's overly fair to the speeders and not to the glaciers because the glaciers were here for a year. And the speeders I was about to say, like, how is it unfair so, to the speeders? You know speeders? what I'm saying? Like, the speeders have a way more of an advantage over the glaciers with an right, overall right, right. graph. But it's simple. It says, in the entirety that Marble League has been existing, who's gotten the most points? Simple. I think it's great. If you want to turn that into a more present situation, if you want to be like, what's indicative of the present performance of these teams? I think you want to keep it just three equally weighted last three years, most recent three years, because then you're going, you're giving, <clears throat> you're giving each of the last three years tournaments credence. If you start weighting it, then you get some weird results. You will get some weird results that don't make sense. They don't make logical sense. Like for example, um, cause last three years, right? Pinkies. This is actually a great example. Pinkies won this year, like won this yeah. year by fair. Not even by far, like by fair, they won this year. Hmm. Their last two years were just terrible. If you yeah. if you put a strong weight on the most recent year, then Pinkies look insane right now. I didn't mean like a super strong weight, just like a little. But bit. a weight a oh, weight boy. makes the Pinkies look way better than they are. If you don't put a weight, the Pinkies still look really good. But we're still allowing for we're allowing us to not forget how bad those last two years are. And so if you want to say, I want to do the last, if you believe the last three years are a good representation, then you need to be okay with, with accumulating all three of those years together and not just being like, oh, but the third year, let's weight it really low. Cause it doesn't really matter. If it doesn't really matter, then don't put it on the graph, you know? And so I, I think that if we want to do last three years, then let's do last three years and let's enjoy the fact that the pinkies got a lot of points this year and that bumps them up on that graph and and also respect the fact that they didn't the last two years and that should tear them down on this graph even though they won this mm. year in a spectacular fashion yeah. that- apple makes another great point here actually um 27 quicksilvers <clears throat> almost got more points than 2022 balls of chaos but in 2017 there were only 12 events which is which is just stupid isn't it <laughs> Like also, tw- 2016 also only had 12 events, right? So that's another thing. It's like the amount of events that were in those earlier years is not as much. So like they they had four fewer events to actually accumulate points. 
Which is crazy. The ball's a chaos, man. What's going on, man? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I would say, final answer, a full results table in the last three years' results table would be great for understanding Marble League. And, a, and again, I think Marble, in role play, Marble teams are just as concerned about those two graphs as they are about uh, the, the individual standings. I think the Savage Speeders, I, I, in, my, in my opinion, if the Savage Speeders created a 30-point additional distance over the O-Rangers mm-hmm. in the total graph or the last three years graph, but only finished fifth in the Marble League, they would prefer that over finishing, say, fourth or even third but not creating that distance with the O-Rangers. Oh, 2018 also only had 12 events. Oh, shoot, I forgot about that. I did forget about that, yeah. too. But, so I, I think that this graph um, is very looked at. Um, let's look at a couple other teams real quick. Uh, Momo, um, who was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9th. And now they're a little lower. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So they dropped down two. Somehow the Hazers are still kind of kicking up there, but they dropped it back like one, two, three, four spots, basically. Five yeah, spots. Yeah, I mean, the Hazers are, that just shows how good they were. Interesting. And they've been around a while. Do I think the Hazers are done? No, I think they're just going to suck for a year or two. And then they're going to kind of, I don't know what's going on with them. We're going to have to see more of them to talk about it. Shining Swarm, big jump, um, obviously. A uh, couple places, three places, two places, it looks like. <clears throat> they're good for them. They had a good year. Um, and now they're like putting themselves in a position to reach upwards of even Team Momo, who's not even 100 points away. So um, mm-hmm. this mid-pack is very close, as you can see. So from Balls of Chaos to Team Mo- Momo, it's very fluid, the movement. From Thunderbolts to Galactic, very fluid, that movement possibility. And then it gets very hard towards the top. And towards the bottom, it also gets hard to move because if you really suck, you're just going to really suck. Okay? Yeah. I love this. Um, Team Galactic started in 10th. They moved up five spots, and now they're fifth overall. I, I just five I love spot? it. Oh, right, because they had such a year. Do you see the fluidity in this, in this kind of upper mid-pack? They moved up five spots. But that's also because the Midnight Wisps did terrible... The Green Ducks, well, the Hazers did terrible, and the Thunderbolts did terrible. The Green Ducks did okay, and so did the Cat's Eyes, but they somehow didn't stay above Galactic. Because Galactic just really killed it this year, and they were all Yeah, but really again, it's, it's that whole Galactic fifth thing. Again. It's like they, got, they have to get five in something, even if they don't get fifth overall in the year. they get fifth in the last event <laughs> of Marble League? Uh, did they get fifth in the last event? Did they? Didn't they? Yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure they did. They might have, yeah. They did, they did, they did, yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's so despite re- not getting fifth overall, they got fifth, f- fifth in a lot of other things. Yeah, like it literally does happen too much. It's so like ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense for that to happen. Like it shouldn't happen. Like what is God doing here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was literally about to say, like, like this, is, must be this is a God. Like, um, it's like you get five. <laughs> the, uh, fifth is good. And I think Galact- the Galactic is not a generally upset team because they look at what fifth does you get you get yeah. fifth at a consistent place you get fifth on the total board and that's not yep. going to make them unhappy and if we did the last three years board i mean they'd still be up in the top 10 at least that's where they want to stay top 10 on the overall boards is a big deal to marvel sports teams so um agreed i think galactic is happy even though of course everybody would like to be getting first and everything with that being said, thank you, Apple, again for these graphs. I look yes, forward thank to you so more much. graphs awesome. like this. And these graphs, I liked them. They were very simply laid out with a singular point. I liked these. Easy to read. I, I really, I really 
enjoyed looking at these and thinking about them. Um, but anyway, I guess I guess we should probably discuss the Christmas race a little bit. We'll discuss that, and then we'll discuss Showdown um, for a moment okay. before we wrap up. Because uh, we're already at... Man, somehow we already are at 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> wow, thoughts on the Christmas race? All right. I love it. The aesthetic is just... It's so on point. And like, I get like the reason why they could put that much effort into it is because it's like a one-time race. It's not for like a big competition. But even then, like the fact that like it just like the the trees, the Christmas lights, the lamp posts, the shops, like the the little tunnel and like the snow, like like aesthetically, that is like this is one of the best races in terms of aesthetic. I think it. I think it even beats every single Halloween race that we have ever had. Mm. I would say this is his best looking race. Um, in terms of pure presentation, in terms of pure presentation, I would I would tend to like, look, agree. The lights even have lights in them. The light posts <laughs> actually work. Uh, I love when Waff gets excited. Um, I I would tend to agree. This is like when I see this, I say to myself, if JMR did half of this for the Marbula One races, how much better would that series be? Oh my gosh, half. yes. I'm saying half while I'm half. saying take it and it by 50%. Half that. You know, like, the, like, why is, like, why? I mean, like, look at the all the detail they're going to in this video. They show the marble on the sled, the three marbles in the wagon, some, like, donut marble pulling them. What is that thing? You can see right uh, through the center of it. I think it's just a marble thing, but it has, like, a glass, bu- like, a bubble inside of it in the center. It looked, I don't know, it looked weird. Um... And and look at this track. I know it's too plinko-y, but it's still a fun track. It has look at all the different types of curves and maneuvers and movements on this track. The giant ice block uh, th- yeah. that makes like a tunnel. I mean, that's like, just that's big. These rock tunnels, the trees on the side. I mean, look at the all these bridges. things. The light posts, which add different shadows and glares on the track. The bells in the center. I mean, and there's a gazebo in the center with marbles in it. Why are we not doing this on the races that people watch? How many views did this get? This got, well, it got 86K, but Marbula 1 gets more views. Marbula 1 genuinely gets more attention than this. Why is this not done in the Marbula 1 races? Why is it not? Why? Waff, tell me why. Part of it is because like they, they, they're trying to do that for... 12 races back to back that's gonna be hard Especially, they have to be unique from each other each one's a different theme so they have to come up they had to buy props for different types of theming and then take the time to make them and then de- disassemble them to make room for the next track in their in their recording space so it's like i get why they can't do it every time like it would take like a lot of planning over the course of the year and with views going down i'm not sure if they have the, nearly as much money to spare this time around as the past years I don't know, Wolf. I think that, for number one, decorating the tracks is not that expensive. The backgrounds are probably expensive, but, like, I mean, all these trees don't cost that much money. Number well, one. Well, like, in, so, in terms of bulk, like, like, like but you, you can only use these types of trees for, like, Christmas theme or winter-themed tracks. You can't really use them much for other places. You, well, you can, could some, use maybe, them but some of them are covered in snow now, so you can't use them anywhere that's not snowy-based. Well, I just feel like it's not, like... Listen, here's what I really feel. I really feel that if you put some plan if you put a month's planning into this before, you could do this and not it wouldn't take up that much more time. 
If you took the time to plan this beforehand and said, okay, this, these are our tracks. These are, these are what it's going to look like. These are what it's, they are going to be decorated by. This is, and remember, I'm saying half as good. I'm saying half as good as this race. So we're saying, oh, here's okay. one track feature that stands out. Here's another track feature that stands out. So two track features that stand out. Here's a little bit extra decoration in these few places. So it looks nice. We're planning all this out now. Let's buy the stuff now. Let's assemble the stuff now. Oh, the houses like uh, the one thing that uh, this race could have had like, like having some cameras that like look into the tunnels like that would, like, that, that would have been nice but like other than that like this is like a perfect race in terms of its presentation uh like it's 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 not nearly as serious as other races of course but like uh like the like, uh, some like apple pointed out like how the cobalts did well here which is like show that they do good at everything and but qualifiers and it's like yeah that's i can't i can't help but absolutely love this point in the track where it narrows to like almost a marble width for a second mm-hmm. and then opens up. I, I, I would kill to see that in Marbula One. Oh yeah. I would kill. And like it just but, something about it, something about the force maneuvers on the marbles. Like it makes the marbles make a lot of choices and it changes kind of the um dynamic of the race for a second. This is the kind of stuff I want to see. Like this is a feature in my opinion. If you have that in a part of a Marbula One track, you're really killing it. And I'm saying if you sit down and you plan out like three three things Three things for each Marbula One track. One one big feature, one track feature like this that's just a little odd, and then like one nice decoration place where it really shows that it's themed to the track. If you plan all that out beforehand and you get the stuff beforehand and you take a week to just kind of make sure they're all ready and set, when you set up the track, it's really not that hard to put the things down. And it's probably easier because then you don't have to think as much when you're setting up the track. You already just know, I just put these here, this is what the decoration we're going with. And then we actually have an interesting track. We're like, wow, I remember these tracks for the for the you know the, the the narrow section or you know the tunnel section or whatever and i think that they if they just added a little bit more of that to marbula one then that could really shine because this race really was fun to watch for that reason there's so much to see yeah like um like i think that maybe it's possible that maybe they build this track on top of the marbula one tracks but like that those narrowing sections like they're doing something to actually have variety and variance in the track with with in, in in Formula One, obviously that usually doesn't happen. But like this is marble sports, we don't need to constrain ourselves to those limitations. You can be more creative. Like you already do things like glass bridges and ice tracks. Why not have varying widths in the track? Like that's yeah. just add variety. And that's the thing. Like I know there's a there's a tendency to want to stay very closely, you know, to the Formula One way. So simple, right. and Same width and everything. But I think that because this is Marvel Sports and this is not Formula One, I think the idea of a Marvel One's cool, but it only it only really stands out when there's like the added changes, you know, when there's the added features that really I'm like, oh, wow, you wouldn't see that in Formula One. And it's breaking trend a little bit, you know, especially now that we've already established the trend. So now we can start to maybe, you know, kind of like like a. Uh, adapt the, the new thing before you change it kind of thing I, some like an expression or something basically like get used to the new thing you know completely conform to it and then when you get it change it and this is like kind of the time for that is it is it not right yeah like oh uh, apparently people are saying actually advocating for downsizing and simplification to accelerate production i don't know who you're saying this like so i can't like this would be a massive assumption on my part but like I get the, like from what I've seen from the marble base and stuff, a lot of it is a, a lot of new kids coming in, and they, the marble base is usually the most vocal part of the fan base. So I feel like maybe it's like a bunch of new kids who are or still are just simply in, enjoy the marbles racing and don't really feel like they need these other aesthetic things. As an adult, I I I really love these adi- these additional 
flares and touches to it because to me it adds to the atmosphere of it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've seen so many like I, even before this podcast, I have watched so many marble races that the uh, appeal of just watching a marble race down a track is almost non-existent for me anymore. I need something else to make it as entertaining. <laughs> oh my God. I've seen Spoiled too you many. Off. I've seen too many, both in Algadu and in real life. Like just seeing a marble run down a homemade track with like pencils and paper is not going to satisfy me the same way as something that's got this much style and charm to it. Mm, I agree, man. I, I tend to agree. We're, well, I don't want to say we're spoiled like that, but we're used to that. And marble racing is brought alive by the stuff around it. I'm not saying mm. that pure marble racing is is completely non-exciting. I'm saying that it all works together. Like, yes, um, absolutely. Also, stop with the Plinko stuff. The Plinko parts of this <laughs> race made me upset because they. Kind yeah, of, that is true. But except except the bells. The bells add to the nice like the jingling of nice. bells. And it wasn't. Yeah. Iju says apparently it's only it's the new folks saying this. I don't know. Like. I mean, in terms of the fact that this, that this Marble League was super condensed and barely made it into the year, I suppose that like downsizing to have it better spaced out, sure. But like, how much like we'll be we talking about downsizing on because it's like are we at least we talked about it many times, Brendan. Like most of the time, the the aesthetic in uh for oh, for M one, not ML. Okay, okay, just M one. Okay, well. M1's aesthetic, we've complained about its aesthetic several times. Like, 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 where it's like, it's like, it's good, but like, it needs to go just a little bit further. I feel like if we downsize back to like what M, like season one, then I don't know. Well, I mean, I again, like again, uh, there's also a priority aspect. Would I, okay, let me be clear about this part of it. You take a track. What's a track that's kind of bland? Like, uh, actually, all of them have like a little bit of flair to them. But like Greenstone, maybe, which just has a lot of turns, right? And, right. And, and it's like it, it doesn't look themed amazing. I like Greenstone actually quite a bit, but it doesn't look. It's not themed amazing. Would mm-hmm. I rather? J, two options say. Would I rather JMR put a ton of Christmas houses or something that themes with Greenstone nicely and trees and whatever around the entire Greenstone track and leave it exactly the same? Would I rather have no decoration but add a couple features, like simp- not super decorative, but simple features to the track that change how the marbles move? Hmm. Two options. I mean, for me, the obvious answer is I'd rather the second one. Right? I want Yeah. my complaint with Marbula 1 is not that it's under-decorated per se, which I always love more theming. So I'm not saying I'd turn that down, but I'm saying that it's under-imagined. There's not enough change in how the marbles move down the track. And I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't know what people are saying. I don't care what people are saying. It is not that hard to add one or two simple, non-decorative movement features onto the track. It's just not. I've given ideas that take three seconds for one part of the track, put little pieces of felt so the marbles go slower and they have to maneuver around them. I'm just saying, that's a very simple thing. That is almost too simple. Does that take long to do? No, but does it enhance the course? Does it make a section of the track different so the racing is harder? Or so the racing is at least a little bit different than the, all the 12 other races, which are now 12 in a season for some reason? Yes, it does change it quite a bit. Because then they have to maneuver you know through the felt. And then they have to go slow through the felt. Then they, they, they yeah. hit each other and the felt marbles get maybe a little stuck. Or maybe, it'd be, you know? I mean, these are things that are that, that takes a second. You get felt from the, your drawer, the, whatever. And you just put it on the track. And it, and it does change how they race. And it makes it different. 
obviously take it, like taking the time to glue it and make it all look nice and seamless would obviously take more than just a few seconds. But like, I do, I do understand your point of like, here's an idea that's not going to be too cost effective and shouldn't take too much extra time. Heck, felt's actually a great idea of like how you could implement a, f- a fake snow effect like of like marbles racing on snow. It slows them down a bit, but it won't like just go like spilling everywhere across the track. Yeah, and like features like that are nice. Little tunnels and, and like and like tunnels again, in the simplest form or um, like tunnels aren't that bad uh, to make. And if you do, you only have to make them once because if you make them so they can cover over the marble drum track, then they're always there and you can always reuse them a little bit. If you make simple tunnels, I mean, just ones that are for marble one track that you're not theming a lot anyway. Just for the feature of it. Using a little bit more of the honeycomb things. You've already figured out how to work the honeycomb things into the track. Mm-hmm. Use a little bit more in other places of the track just so that there's more different terrains. All right, Other terrains. Yeah. like It's so easy to do that. In the grand scheme of the fact that Jell spends every day of his life working on this channel in a general sense, it is very simple to add more features to the track um, relative to how much time they have. I'm not saying we need to decorate it like a Christmas village every time, but I'm, I am saying I'd like to see another feature or two on each track that make the movement noticeably different every time. Hmm. That's all. Yeah. I think it's fair. Although, like, like again, like that brings back to like the like our point of they kind of have been overstretching themselves. Like they're they're wanting to finally bring like Marble Rally. That's going to take time. Then you have Marble One, then Marble League, and if they're going to keep doing things like Marble Maniacs or Marble Mania X, and then like whatever else they want to do, like that's going to take up a lot of production time. So it's like, what should like like I think just the three, the main three: Marble League, Marble Rally, and Marble One. I think that is just enough stuff that they could actually feasibly divide their time and resources well enough to work on all three of them. Adding in a fourth competition really muddies that water. Hmm. Probably. Because like this is this like the production time that it takes for this, and like, it is a lot. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I know it takes a long time, but I'm saying like it's not a it's not a lot of extra time to add a couple things in there. Um, sure, sure. Um, that being said, we're coming towards the end of this episode. We didn't talk a lot about showdown, so let's cover showdown. This will bring us into our other look forward. Marbelo, Mar- sorry, Marble League uh, season three. I mean, season t- 2023. <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I said season three. This is Marble League <laughs> like 2023. I really said that wrong four times. Is coming. <sighs> I mean, it's hosted by the Bumblebees, so it's just going to be a lot of the honeycomb nonsense. Um, I hope it looks good. I hope it's really themed well. I, I'm really excited for this. They did a good job with the green ducks, I think, and the quack and the everything. Um, hmm. So I'm, I, I, I think this one should be good. I like how they really picked events that went green ducksy. A lot of water stuff, rafting and everything. So the bees, I'm hoping hmm. they pick some more flying stuff. I think high jump would have to be here, especially since the bumblebees are quite good at high jump. I think I'd love to see... Um, you know, like like the quartet diving, a lot more air stuff with the bumblebees. You'd think a lot more speed and air, agility, hmm. funnel the funnel battle for marble maniacs and all that would be nice. Um, team wise, I mean, Waff, I gotta just go to you for a second, man. And I have our showdown results here. What are you thinking? Who's good this year? Who's gonna come out strong in in this um uh, in twenty twenty three? So I. I 
again, this always sounds like a bias coming from me, but like, Momo's recovery should not be understated. They ended the first half of Showdown in 13th, and then they ended in 4th. Like, that's a massive climb for four events. Mm. That's insane. And, like, this is kind of monumental, actually, to mention. The Limers finished in the top half for the first time in anything. They did their first. As far as I'm aware, that is their first, this is, from what I've heard, this is their first time ever finishing in the top half in any competition ever. That's, like, that's... That's actual improvement from them. Though I will say, That's actual. if they didn't accidentally do good in the swing wave, they would have finished like way towards the bottom. So I'm just saying, I'm just putting uh, that okay, out there. Okay, fair, fair enough. This this swing wave is swing wave, but it's like I don't know if they'll do phenomenal, but they might actually make it and po- place decently for once, which which for li- which for Limer's progression is pretty big, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, pla- plasma, plasma. We gotta keep an eye on I like them. Plasma. I don't know Plasma's what to make of Plasma. Because part of me wants to be like, oh, they're going to tank. Because I always like to do that. I always like to be like, yeah, this thing you think is going to happen, it's not. And then when it doesn't, I'm like, huh, I was smart and marble kind of sort. But I <laughs> hesitate here because they're good. And like they did good in the things that it matters to do good. And I think they, did they put a record up on the board in this? I thought they, they might have. I thought they might have. Please find that if you can. Um, but like the they did well was. in relay, they did well in sprint, they did well in like racing, they did well in funnel endurance. I mean, these are core events, and I it's hard for me to get out of this one as far as wanting to like, condemn them. They also won swing wave, and I don't give I don't care at all. <laughs> I don't care at all about swing wave. Swing wave is like my least favorite event in Marble League besides black hole funnel. But I like don't even include black hole funnel because I I know for a fact JMR is not going to be stupid enough to ever bring that event back again ever. I know they're not going to to make us want to die more. Uh, I feel like they probably will bring it I hate, back. I hate Black Hole the... Funnel. I hate it. Oh, but oh, Black Hole. I think you meant Swing Wave. Like, it's like no, swing Black wave, Hole Funnel. Swing Wave is like a three not. out of ten, while Black Hole is like a like a one out of ten. Um, and the, and I guess Surfing, which is the only other really bad event because it wasn't done well, but that's more of a four out of ten because I love how creative it was. I want them to bring it back. I want them to try it again, but to do it's something hard. to help make it more creative again. They could do it. They could do it or, better. Or to make it work, I should say. Not creative. It's already creative. Make it actually work. I Admittedly, that is very hard to do. Like, without, like, the only thing I think it was maybe like, like something that more, more like the bobsled where, like, it keeps them more encased. So it's harder to bounce out and fall over so they can actually try and float across more. But, like, that's going to take some, like, fine-tuning trial and error to make something that's buoyant and can keep a marble afloat you know hmm yeah i mean that's gonna be difficult but they um i'd love to see it yeah and i know they don't i don't i know melikis is not really working with them anymore and he was the one who came up with the raft thing so they might need some uh actually oh the oh the rafts uh i i don't know if he like, like i know, you know the, he designed the, bob- the whole things i'm pretty sure he did the whole thing oh yeah he did he did he's right and hershey made the bobsleds Okay, yeah. So maybe they can call on Hershey, but Hershey's kind of MIA too now. He's kind of moved on. Well, uh, her, her, also Hershey's relations with Dion. Uh, oh, yeah, they're yeah. shit. I forgot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, that, that ain't happening. Yeah. Team Plasma, don't forget about them. I think they will qualify for Marble League. I think they will. I'm just going to put it out there. Yes. Oh, can you can you write some? I'm going to make some bold predictions at the top of 2020. Ooh, okay, I want you to write these down. down because we're going to yeah. want to come back to them and make a note and you're like, like at some point to come back to these. I think Team Plasma is going to qualify for this year's Marble League. I think they will. I think Team Momo is. 
I think um, Limers are going to qualify this year. I really do. I think they're going to barely eke in. I think they're going to get in. Um, I can't really say anything about anybody. I can't really say anything about the Black Yak Jacks. I just don't. I'm not feeling the, the Black, black Yaks. The, the Black, black Yak Super Yak. But I can't. <laughs> I want to say yak. if I, I feel like I should say something, but I can't. Uh, uh, the Wolfpack did surprisingly well for a new team, but they're kind of, they're kind of mid, so I'm not really sure how to feel yeah, about them. Yeah, I don't honestly. know about the Wolfpack. They did really well in water race and five meter sprint, they which did. I'm happy about, but I mean like two in climbing, five in final endurance, three in relay. Their teamwork is not very good. Sand rally pretty bad as well. Um, again, mm. I don't care about swing wave. Um, but like the Limers who did well in swing wave, but they also, they did well in sprint. They got fourth in sprint, and they did they did upper mid pack in climbing and sand rally. So they're around, they're around, and they're consistent, even though they're not the best. I I just wolf pack it's hard because there's such low numbers in mo in a lot of things. Plasma just kills mm -hmm. it. Blackjacks, I mean blackjacks are still good. I just I don't know for some reason I'm not feeling them. Um, I don't know. So those are the hot takes there. I if I want to talk about actual. Uh, there's not much more to say about the showdown teams. I think the showdown events were fun. I think the eight events is great and everything. Um, the cobalts are just awful. Uh, but I, there's not. I don't. I, did you have anything else you wanted to mention about showdown? I didn't. I wasn't really like. I didn't really say anything that was like blowing me away. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. In terms of blowing away, yeah. Not really. Uh. The purple rockets Besides like the this. Like, they. Team. Purple Rockets, you do kind of mention a bit. Purple Rockets, considering their performance in, in Marble Maniacs or Man Mania, I think it's it's Mania X, right? Yeah, but Man Marble Maniacs Man is so different, and the Purple Rockets are overrated. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, like, it was a shorter competition. It's very different from Nora. So, like, well, I don't know. Like, they they still they're still gonna have a chance to try and qualify. The Jungle Jumpers barely eked it out, and they got no medals, which is which which is uh. Impressive, I should say, I guess. Uh, but like, the the jumpers are probably never gonna. Pro I don't, I don't know. It's so sad. But you think so? Plasma, Momo, and Limers. You're saying are definitely gonna make it. Yeah, or qualify. That yeah, yeah they'll qualify. Gotcha. Let's talk about that. the. I'll let's talk about the real standings here. Pinkies. Everyone's gonna ask, well, "What are the Pinkies doing next year?" Everyone's gonna put that question out, Marble, Marble League wise. Do I know there's some probably people want to hear Marble One predictions, but I think we'll put those off for now because Marble League is just more important. I, in my opinion, that's just my opinion. Um, Pinkies, and this is hard because, like, you—they're not gonna win next year. They're not going to win two Marble Leagues in a row. I just is not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I think there's a uh, lot of times where they got lucky. I and I and I don't I don't want to throw that out there, but I really think there's a lot of times where it's like, okay, it really seemed like they just got a lucky kind of moment. You know, like like funnel endurance or elimination race just happened to hit just be in the right place, right time thing, instead of like they're consistent. Like I don't know. Mm -hmm. I and so this is hard. I, <sighs> They didn't do well in the relay, so if there's more team-based thing in the Bumblebees, I'd worry. Triathlon was garbage I, for them. Aquathlon, again, a team event. They did not do well in collision, not the best performance. Teams, not good. Climbing, um, at least half the team, not good. I, I mean, their team stuff, is it was not impressive. They did do well in the rafting, which is team-based, but it's also a different. it's very different than like your average, like, we're all rolling together. 
Where's the block push? Block push again, not great. So the teams is lacking. Um, hmm. All their big medals, I think, were individuals. Elimination, domino bowling. I guess swing wave is team, but again, I hate swing wave. Um, water race, five meter hurdles. Um, so at least, eh, there's a couple team events they did well in, but there's a lot they didn't. So like, I, 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 seeing that, I'm trying to pull that out of here, but the, I think they're not going to win next year. I know they're not going to win next year. Yeah. I don't know where I put them though. Well, if, any thoughts? Uh, Mellow Yellow would probably do good just because again, the alternating year thing that like, that's all I can really say. Uh, I don't really, like, I need to, like, I'm going to reserve my judgments, I think, for qualifiers. Because, like, mm. it's all, you, you never know. Like, you always get something surprising. Uh, EG mentions, like, do you want to, like, discuss, like, the the, sand, the crazy sand rally that decided the ending of Showdown? Um, I don't remember it well enough to discuss it well. Admittedly, I don't either. I was trying to re- rewatch. Uh, I just the, don't, the I don't get as worked up over Showdown because, like, so I don't, like, input that if that was like if that was like a marble league thing like a real event i probably would analyze it but i'm just not mm. i i you know showdown is kind of like it's just it's i like watching it but it's just like a process to get us to marble league so i just tend not to go get as emotionally invested um i mean i i fear that maybe you would because like you know your favorite team the limers is there so it's like you're when you're like yes i wanted them to get in them. as long as they qualify i'm fine that's basically it okay so, team hot take. I think Team Galactic will top five again. That will happen this hmm. year. I can see it happening a mile away. Another hot take. I think Shining Swarm. Um, I think they're going to be a bottom half team this year. That's also my hmm. my thought. Shining Swarm bottom half. Team Galactic. We're going to get a top five. Pinkies. I see pinkies. I ah uh, damn it. I want to say top three, but I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I I can't. I say think pinkies will be mid pack. I think pinkies are going to be mid. I can see the pinkies finishing sixth place. Put sixth place down for the pinkies. Um, sixth, all right. Savage Speeders, I could see them winning, but I'm not going to commit to that. Raspberry Racers, I think the Raspberry Racers, I like them for this year. I like them because there's going to be a lot of speed and agility events from the Bumblebees. I really I really see the Raspberry Racers finishing top five this year. Arrangers, I can't say anything. Glaciers, Cat Size. Cat Size are just so over, all over the place. Um, yeah. I think balls of chaos, man. I hate the balls of chaos in their performance, man. Why? Why do they have to suck? Chocolatiers. I don't think the chocolatiers are going to be very good this year. I wish I was thinking they might, but no. I I think the wisps are another year or two from coming back. Gliding glaciers. I think are going to continue to stay upper mid pack. I could see the balls of chaos finishing as high as like seventh. That's <sighs> hard. Team Plasma. Team Plasma. They've got a future. Team Plasma will finish above 10th this year. Okay. Absolutely above 10th this year. And you know what? Team Plasma will finish top pack, top uh, top half. They will finish top half this year. I want that down. Want that down? All right. Excellent team. I don't know if you've recorded all the other things I said, too. I did. Uh, So I I have... uh, so your first one, like like uh, last week, uh, Galactic Ducks Racers will win ML23, Plasma, Momo, and Limers will qualify, and you think the Pinkies will finish sixth, and then finally Plasma will finish top half. No, but I also said, like, I think the Swarms and be... No, I also said Galactic will finish top five, and Racers... Um... Did I say anything about the Racers? 
You said, uh, at least last last last, last uh, so Galactic Ducks Racers will finish twenty uh, win twenty three. I think I think Galactic and Racers will finish top five. So put that down. I don't know about the speeders. I I'm 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 worried about the speeders. I don't know. I feel like the speeders are just they're. I, I can't say they're going to finish on the podium this year. I, even though I think they'll be good, I don't know. The speeders just they're just doing their thing, man. Like I mean, what do they have? They the are. And the Rangers, Will they ever three-peat? Do you think they'll ever three-peat? Yeah, they're going to three-peat, but not, not... Yeah, at some point. They could three-peat this year. I don't think they'll three-peat this year. They'll three-peat, like, 2025. <laughs> they'll three-peat 2025. And I think that I could see a 2025-2026 three-peat, four-peat, first team to go back-to-back. Huh. Okay. I could see that for the speeders. I they, they, are the, they are the team of firsts. They're the team of firsts. I could see that very... I could see them winning Marbula 1 in Season 5. I don't think they're ready this year. I think if they put Team Plasma in Marbula 1, then we're going to have a very different Marbula 1. Hmm. If they... So we'll see how that goes. Um, That's going to wrap yeah. up my opinions. Anything from you, Waff, before we just end? Uh, no, I don't got anything else. I think we're good. All right. Well, I mean, that's going to do it. I mean, just throwing a lot of ideas out there. Hopefully, um, as content comes out, we'll uh, we'll have more interesting things to say. Um, Black X. I did say that. Yeah. Uh, like Marble Rally is coming up. Uh, there's the Havesh 5 uh, collaboration. Uh, we don't, but there's no determined date, so we might be gone for a bit. Uh, we'll look. In, I'm going to look into uh, maybe getting a guest on the show. Like, we, we have some, like, two like, requested guests who are still... Uh, on the list to come on so like i'll see if maybe we reach out to them and like where i got a schedule if again and so we, we might have an episode next week or the next two weeks or something but like i, I more likely we'll probably have some breaks here and i'll let you know in the community tabs and all that stuff to keep you updated yeah yeah so um all that's gonna happen um i i'm not ready yet to make a bold winner's prediction on marbula one as much i mean in marble league as much as i want to um, that's kind of crazy to do that now because <laughs> I don't feel it. I really think Galactic could win this year. I really do. I really, really, really do. But I can't commit to that because I feel hmm. like you have a lot of players still involved. You have Pinkies involved. You have Raspberry Racers involved. You have the Savage Beaters are involved. They're involved. You can't say they're not involved. They're involved. <laughs> can't say they're not. They're they're still they're still there. They're pretty involved, yes. Um, green Ducks are involved. I'm, I can't say the Green Ducks aren't going to win. I can't say for sure the Green Ducks aren't going to win. I can't say the Team Plasma's not going to win this year. The Green Ducks, what do they get? Second on their rookie year? Yeah. And Team Plasma is putting a better consistency in numbers than, than Green Ducks did. At least in showdown. I can't say the O-Rangers won't have a good year as much as I don't think they're going to for another couple. Let's end the show, Waff. Take us out. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Roll on, Marble Sports fans, into a new year. <laughs>